Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about how to alienate your coworkers and scar them for life. <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy you have joined us today. Thanks for listening. As you know, Kirsten and I love talking about women and work because we want your workplace to be what, Kirsten? You know, we want it to be joyful. We want it to be meaningful. I want you to have a little bit of ease. Just a little bit, not too much. And today is our anniversary episode. Can you believe that? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, friend. Happy anniversary. Wait, listen. Clink. Celebration. <laughs> Clink. Of course, we can't cheers because we're 10 Social feet Social distancing. Apart. Oh, my God. So a year ago today, Kirsten and I released our first episode. And in fact, we released a bundle of our first 12 episodes a year ago. It feels like a lifetime ago. It does ago. feel like a really long time ago. It's like, what, 38 episodes ago? Yeah. And what's so funny is like the evolution of this whole thing. Like when we started, we were just like, I don't know. Do you want to try this? Sure. Let's try it. And we've, you know, found some recording studio in the basement of our local KMRA community powered radio. Yes. Which we love. Which we love. Gave us our start. (laughs) With our friend Kevin. And, you know, we continue to air on KMRE every other week, but we've like moved our recording and we've gotten our own equipment and then... We were in the clubhouse, now we're in the barn. You know, it's a very sophisticated operation. I just want to make sure everybody knows we're very sophisticated. It is true. I have to say, I just wanted to describe the situation. So we went from like a recording studio to our own equipment. I think our sound got better. I thought our, I think our product got better, but because of COVID and, you know, we're recording at my house, we've had to move locations several times. Well, now in order to adhere to social distancing, we're actually in a barn with the doors wide open, which is why you can frequently hear birds in the background. We're set up on a ping pong table. Each of us are on either side of a ping pong table, surrounded by all of the crap that I've accumulated in the what last 20 years since it's I so moved fantastic. in here. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love ping pong. I'm so happy to be on the ping pong table. The comp- my computer is up on a cooler that I just emptied from my kids' like recent camping trip, and you're set up on an old cardboard box. Yeah, there's something about me in offices and cardboard boxes, as people who know me know. I know you, and I didn't... I, what is it with you? Yeah, I don't know. I've always had this thing where I never really have an office. There's been lots of times in my life I never really have an office, and so I walk around with a cardboard box with all my stuff <laughs> in it. I mean, it seems pitiful. It's not. It's fine, but I'm just saying there's something about me in a cardboard box. You're just very at home working out. I'm very card- at home or with on cardboard. cardboard box. Very at home with cardboard. Oh. But I want to go back to our year anniversary. Like, I can remember you saying to me, because this was really your idea. Oh, yeah. And I can remember you saying to me, do you want to do this? And it was so interesting. But I can remember at the time being so hungry for something new, something creative, something different, something to like spark my energy uh-huh. and my interest and to re-engage what I was doing in the world. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I know. We'd had some cocktails together. It was fun. I figured that's a good starting place. I know. And we didn't really know each other. No, not that well. We didn't know each other that well. I remember being, oh my God, first of all, I remember saying to several friends, like, Kirsten Barron said yes to me. It's like the best thing that's ever happened. (laughs) Kirsten Barron said yes to me. But I didn't know you that well. I mean, I knew you professionally, but not personally. And I remember being nervous. I mean, just like a year plus ago, being nervous about even calling you. Which cracks me up because nobody else is nervous about calling 
calling me ever. No, everyone Everybody. calls. Everyone calls. Yes, me. call me. Call me. I know. She, uh, I should give up my number to our listeners. <laughs> no. for God's Kirsten thanks. walked in today and said, "How can I have seventeen voicemails? I just checked it this morning. It's true, but I was nervous about calling you, and now I so feel funny. like." I of wouldn't even call me. I wouldn't even be nervous about like showing up unexpected, moving in for the right. weekend. I, sorry, it, it, despite COVID, <laughs> I'm coming in. <laughs> I know. No, Karina, it's been a really wonderful adventure for my creative and intellectual brain, and in our friendship. Yeah, like I have a really, I have a new really good friend. And really good coworker. And a good coworker. Great coworker. Which is funny that we've chosen our subject today to just really riff. We just want to laugh. We just want to drink our brown liquor and laugh at our one year anniversary. It's our anniversary. We get to talk about what we want. And frankly, I just kind of need to laugh anyway because shit just been getting more and more real that I just want to laugh. I'm just really looking forward to just we like a tongue in cheek. We want to laugh. We want to bitch. We want to complain. <laughs> Karina's going to force me to say something positive at the end. I'm going to do it because I love and care for her. But it's like, I just kind of want to leave it at the ball. But oh, well. No, it'll be fine. And honestly, I have to say shout out to our listeners. We obviously wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. So thank you all. It's still crazy to me. People listen to this. I'm- <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to me. I'm like, we're having such a good time. I'm so happy other people find it interesting. Yes, yes. If you want to give us an anniversary gift to do one of three things. One, go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Two, tell 10 of your closest friends to listen because you know. You need something more to talk about. There's not a lot going on. Have them listen to one of our episodes and make a group of it. What's the third thing we can ask our listeners? So, Karina, you're our marketer. Like, as soon as you said three things, I'm like, what is she going to say? I know. You looked at me blankly. Wow. Um, How about find us on social media and like us somewhere, friend us, something like that. Okay? Is that too much to ask? It's so great. Is it really too much to ask? No. And even just, as you say, even one of these things would be so lovely. Yes. How many listens do we have all together now? Honestly, I can tell you really quickly if I look at my computer. I think it's like over 10,000. right at the 10,000 mark. That's crazy to me. That's pretty dang good for our first year. That's pretty dang good for our first year. 10,000. Wow. Anyway. We love you. And we are celebrating the one year and the 10,000 or so-ish listens with one of our favorite topics, coworkers who you just, yeah. No. You know, who you just want to, yeah. Yeah, and honest to God, you know who you are. And it is funny because this podcast has provided a stark contrast to some of the terrible places I've worked and terrible people I've worked with. I got to be honest. So thank you so much for saying yes. This has been so it's fun. It's been a great, so it's thank been you so for fun. asking. Hey, and if you're thinking I'm talking about you, I'm not. Not you, Kirsten, but like you, my friends and former coworkers who are listening. Oh, I see. It's not you. Okay, so for my people, of <laughs> course it's you. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Because isn't it always about us? Yeah, right? it's always isn't about you. everything about me? I know everyone's like, oh, God, oh, dang it. Kirsten. She's going to reveal it. So here you go. How, Kirsten, how does one alienate their coworkers? And scar and them scar for life? <laughs> their yeah. staff for life. So this is my personal favorite. So I'm going to start out with this. People that have nothing positive to say ever, ever, nothing is ever good, okay. There's always something negative to say. When I, my very first lawyer job out of college, I worked at this, uh, law school, sorry. I worked at this wonderful law firm. I really had a great time there. Chadwick, Washington, Ultras, Moriarty, and Lynn. And it was a great, great place, great people. I still am in communication with them. In fact, 
I often send my old boss emails or like texts and I say to him, are you doing your work yet? Because he was a terrible procrastinator. I've been gone like 20 years and I still like be like, get your work done because I know he's not doing it. And I'll let him be nameless because he knows who he is. But I worked with a woman there who was the most sour person I've ever Dealt, I mean, every time I walked, it was like there was a black hole of energy suck yeah. in her office. And every time you walked in, the one thing you were certain of is that she would leave feeling worse. Yeah, that is not somebody you want. That is one of the best ways to alienate your coworkers right. and make them miserable. Suck the life and joy out of everybody. Suck the life and joy out of everybody. I remember working with somebody who was a know-it-all. That was one of my kind of big ones. And I'm sensitive to this because I'm frequently, I catch myself being that person in meetings. So, you know, again, I could be one of You them. could be a know-it-all too. I could, I could Just be. Just so you know, listeners, we are scanning ourselves for these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we know. We know. We know sometimes it's, we're, we're, sometimes it's us. We're talking about ourselves. But the person who just has to make a comment about everything. A correction. A correction about everything. And what's weird about stuff like that, and I think this is one of the points that I'd like to make as we're going through our list, and it's long, so we got to talk fast. It's my anniversary. I get to do what I want. (laughs) You can talk slow. You can do whatever the hell you want. (laughs) But I'm going to say, when you're a know-it-all, or even the dream shitter, the person who has nothing but good to say about anything, that reflects on you. Mm-hmm. And it reflects poorly on you. If you're the know-it-all who always has to say, they say something, you know, your coworkers are looking at, or they're rolling their eyes on the looking at like, are you serious? And my bet is, is that everybody who's listening is like, I know that person because I, I think know-it-alls actually are aggressive. People will say, oh, a know-it-all can be passive-aggressive. No, no, it's just aggressive. Yeah, it is aggressive. It is aggressive. Mm -hmm. Hostile. Hostile. Look at me, look at me, listen to me, listen to me. I'm right, I'm right. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear God. Get over over. yourself. I know. Exactly. Okay, what else? Okay, so I have to tell you, this is one of those ones that's kind of one of my kind of also personal pet peeves. It's people who play favorites in the workplace or have workplace clicks. Oh, yeah. And like everybody is sitting in the break area, pre-COVID obviously, sitting in the break area, talking about what they've done. And there are three people who talk about all the things they've done on the weekend and they've left the other three people out of those things and never invited them. Yeah. And I think the reason this cuts to the heart for me, and I'm getting, it's fascinating. I've been so lighthearted and I feel myself get so serious right now. Yeah. And I am. It's funny. I just am like, in my work as a lawyer in the employment law area, I've just noticed that I think that these cliques, people who form these cliques or who play favorites with each other, it really creates an environment that employees will describe to me as being hostile. Well, yeah, because we mm-hmm. saw that. I mean, in what, one of the episodes that we recorded, one of our 37 other Ep- episodes, episodes, you know, where we explored the fact that covert things mm-hmm. like icing somebody out mm-hmm. is actually more harmful to your psyche than overt, overt bullying. Things. Yeah. Of course. Of course it feels hostile. Yep. So I just... Yeah, this this little click thing, it's just an ugly, ugly thing. I remember feeling a different feeling about my work yeah. when my coworkers were engaging in that kind of behavior too. Like you it really does have the power to mm-hmm. change someone's feeling about 
their day-to-day. And I think a close kin, a cousin to this one, is people who broker information, people who triangulate information or otherwise control information and dole it out as they see fit. Well, and I, yes. And I have to say, this whole brokering information has been a really interesting one for me because I've seen it play out where somebody, sometimes in a leadership position, but any kind of position, they try to control the situation by like parsing, like, Someone will confide in them and then they'll break that trust over here in order to elevate themselves or their position. Or they'll just plant a seed, just enough of a seed, so that other people start to, you know what I mean? It, it right, causes spill information, give information early. So then that means that everybody is not operating on an even playing field. Right. That means you have created potholes in the road for people to run into. If you're engaging with one of your employees and you kind of share the insider scoop, you put them in an incredibly difficult position. Mm -hmm. It really, really Mm -hmm. is tough. It is one way to what? You think you're curing their favor. Yeah. But in fact, you are alienating your coworkers and scarring them forever. Exactly. (laughs) Right on cue. Which is also something, uh, you know, I guess leads right into the next thing, which is you throw people who throw somebody throw you under the bus right who don't take responsibility i'm a bus thrower i'm a thrower under the busser yes who blame others point fingers will sacrifice i can't stand it when i walk into somebody's office and i'm talking about a problem that they actually have created and they look at me like they have no idea what i'm talking about Oh, yeah. It That to me is the same. It's for me, it's like, just like, as I said, it's the cousin of throwing somebody else under the bus. It's not taking responsibility, uh-huh. right? I mean, I think throwing somebody under the bus is is bad too, worse probably. But anybody who's not like pitching in for the solution uh-huh. and taking ownership in the solution. Yep. Urgh. I'm going to say something that you just described though is a gaslighter. Like if somebody, if you yes. come in and, you, and you, you're talking to somebody about a problem and they're looking at you like, what? I that wasn't me. Just want to workplace violence aside. I just want to punch them in the face. Yeah, punch them in the face. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm your new best. <laughs> Don't no, tell anybody. I no. Said do it. you remember Vinny Bobrino from Welcome Back? Yes, Carter? I loved Vinny Bobrino. Yeah, and his whole thing was like, "What? Yes, what? What? It's like the ultimate gaslighting. You go into start to yeah." Man, these coworkers suck. They are alienating me, <laughs> and I am scarred. For life. For Those life. Suck. Okay, give me a couple more. Oh, this is a big one, time suckers. I have to say, this was, especially as a supervisor, this was one that always got me. When somebody doesn't respect your time. Yeah. Like, they just, like, drain your time. But also, their timeline isn't realistic. So I guess it's, this is also time related, but two different things. One, time suckers suck your time. Time, take, take time suckers your suck time. and suck your time. They don't come to meetings prepared. They don't come to conversations prepared. Or they're just trying to waste time. Or they're just trying to waste chat, time. Chat, chat, chat. Or they ask you for something at 3.30 in the afternoon and they hope you'll get it done by 5. I'm feeling a little negative. This I told you in the very beginning. <laughs> I just want to complain a little bit. I don't ever... <laughs> get to that place, but I just want to complain a little bit. Okay. I feel like the final one for me really is the people who don't invest time in getting to know their coworkers. You know, studies show, and we've cited it on the show a million times, that those personal relationships, the friendships that mm-hmm. you build, really make a difference mm-hmm. in your life. And Being if you're, seen in your workplace makes yes, an enormous difference. Yes. And if if you're somebody who just doesn't have time for your coworkers, and I'm not saying you have to you know, invite everybody over for dinner, no. but just be kind If you're not, you know, just being human. To know whether somebody has children. Yeah. What are their names? 
What are their hobbies? How do they spend their time on the weekends? Yeah. Now, some people, you ask these questions and they don't want to tell you. Yeah. And that is fine. That's a boundary. We're going to respect that most of the time. Yeah. Right? But yeah, what is it? Who Who are you? Tell me who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's the coworker that just doesn't give a shit about anybody. Mm-hmm. So they're hard to be around. Mm-hmm. They create big scars. And here's my... Here's my last one, too, that really gets to me. I cannot stand a lazy coworker. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm very, and I, I apologize for this, but I have just no tolerance for people who are not get it done, can do it, figure it out, giddy up. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> when I look at people and they're like, they sigh at me, they're like, <sighs> I am just like, are you kidding me? No. Because yes. you can tell me it's not now. But don't sigh at me, for God's sakes. (laughs) Just tell me, like, I can do it, like, next Thursday, but don't sigh. Yeah. And for the love of God, just do something. Just do something. Just Just do something. Just react. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) we have to take a sip. Let's take a sip, and then I want to dip into our special COVID section. Mm -hmm. The special special COVID. uh, Just a special COVID (laughs) add-on. Now we have a special COVID section, which... I have to be honest, when you and I were brainstorming this, it was really all centered around Zoom. Zoom. No, it is. For it's sure. Just, and and because that's how we relate to each right, other. Or whatever other video platform you use. <laughs> but I have to say, the one that just gets to me every time, and I'm gonna just like name all of these things, and then clients are gonna be like, oh crap, I do that. But seriously, the people who don't mute when they're not talking. Or the people who can't find the mute button to when turn it's it on turn, to talk. Turn. <laughs> You've got to control your mute. Just find get, the mute button. Get your mute on. When you log into Zoom, put your cursor on the mute mm-hmm. and then just click it mm-hmm. when it's your turn to talk. Yeah, you just think to yourself, it's like raising your hand, right? Like people can do this. Yes, turn it off. When your neighbor is lawn mowing, which actually just happened to me. And somebody had to actually chat with me on the side, like, Karina, turn your mute. So I actually did this. I think, yes, we can. This is what I mean. We can do, Karina, you and I both do all of these things, probably and more in order to alienate our coworkers and scar them. (laughs) But we're on a quest to be aware of them and not do them. (laughs) Okay. So here's my little, and I have this woman I work with who I just adore. And she never turns her video on. We're on a Zoom call with six people. And it's all you see is a black screen with her name on it. And I'm like, why isn't she showing us mm-hmm. her thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I feel like, you know, I like comb my hair. I put on a little extra blush because I think it helps me on the Zoom call. I might have no other makeup on, but I've got some blush on. Do you have on. the extra light? People buy those lights now to make them look Unfortunately, good. Unfortunately, I... Sit, do my Zoom calls in front of the windows. So I look like the whitest person in the world. Like you can hardly see me on the screen. You're like an apparition. So much and yet light. You have your video on. I'm like a ghost <laughs> and I've got my video on. So anyway, it's so that's my pet peeve. I just want to note too, like there's times when I get on calls with clients and they have a team and I am not with the Zoom way of going for them. So sometimes they'll all have like no cameras on. Sometimes it's, it's so it's fascinating that how quickly you need to adapt to the way of going for whatever group you're entering into. Oh, yeah. And if you don't, you're going to irritate your coworkers. Oh, yeah. I was an irritating coworker recently or an irritating consultant when I couldn't get my internet 
thing mm. worked out. I couldn't get a tech out here. We had major connectivity issues. You were living in an unstable world. I was. Because that's what happens on Zoom. Your thing comes up. You are unstable. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm already unstable you enough have no for idea the love of how God. how unstable. Yeah, you have no idea how unstable I am. And I looked like a hack for like three weeks. It was terrible. I have to say that whole internet thing too was weird because I was hyper aware of the fact that I could appear as like sort of the elderly person who's fumbling around and can't figure out how to use the Google, you know? The Google. <laughs> and I was, it was weird how it just like transitioned my relationship to my clients. And little do they know that like I'm, I've got the hotspot over here and I'm jumping between my Wi-Fi and my hotspot. And then I'm, you know, doing my Zoom on my phone while I'm trying to figure out this and I'm texting my kids to restart the router. But no. Super fancy, actually. Yeah, it was all super fancy, but I look like the hack. I looked like one of these miserable coworkers probably alienated somebody and scarred them. I'm sure. Like, why can't she get herself together no, to exactly. just like deliver a like a, a soundable feed? And it always happened when it was my turn to like facilitate the half an hour, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm gonna, you know, my head's turning red, and I've got pasty mouth because I'm so, you know, feel like such a hack. dork. I yeah. ha- actually had one recently where I was facilitating a conversation with. Justice Whitener, who's our new Supreme Court justice, who's spectacular, and my camera went out. So it was just Kirsten, like yeah. talking like you were I was the on person. the phone. I was that person. You were the person with other. Yeah, just like yeah. you call in. And okay, so I admit it. Were these people? Yeah. Have we mentioned this already? Do we were have to people? keep revisiting that? I'm going to say my favorite, which I'm actually going to steal your thunder. Okay, because get up and- I had not. I had not thought about this. This is the one that you said when we were preparing for the episode. It's the people who <laughs> behave in a way that makes you think their screen is frozen. Yeah. Like they just sit there like a robot, like absolutely silent. There's no emotional movement on their face. Just There's get, no yeah. activity. It's like you look at their very static screen and you're like, are they? You watching? have to watch for the blink. Yes. You have to watch for the blink. To and realize- I sometimes can't see it because, you know, I don't see very well up close. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like. You know, I've got a vision thing. I'm like, is he blinking? Is that, is he there? Yeah. And I'll be like, because I've done this. I've been like, Mark, Mark. And he's like, gets frustrated. Yes, I'm right here. And I'm like, how's anybody supposed to, you know, no. Yeah. Can you give me some kind of signal? Give me a signal, Mark. I facilitated a retreat recently and I was like, can can I get a lot of like, okay, Can I get some active listening? Active listening, my people. Shake your heads, nod your heads, please. Which is another one that's not on this list, but it really did strike me when we were talking about the video on off. And that's the people who are actually reading their emails or doing other work. But Mm. pretending that they're on the Zoom, we can tell that you're not paying attention. Yes. We can. Yes. We can tell you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. We can also tell when you chat a private joke to somebody and you two are snickering and the rest of us don't know what the private joke is. Yeah. Okay. So check your Zoom behavior. (laughs) Check your Zoom behavior. It is... So here's my last beef about that COVID. I think it's really hard to keep a cohesive connected group of people together during COVID. Yeah. And I think it's the metaphor of, did you do your dishes in the kitchen sink? Yes. Did you leave your dishes in the kitchen sink and not take care of your dishes yep. in, the, in the workplace? But I do think that everybody has a role to play in keeping community alive during COVID. Mm-hmm. And those folks who don't participate in keeping community alive during COVID, I'm like, you didn't have to wash your dishes, man. Yeah. Get you your sink cleaned. Yeah, you did not cover up your spaghetti you, in the microwave. Yeah, you gave us the 
shaft there, man. Yeah. So show up to the social things. Show up. Show up. Engage in your workplace. Okay. We are just like, apparently you and I uh, have a lot of opinions about others. Opinions? What? (laughs) Okay. This is why. Okay. We did this episode, you know, hearkening back to our anniversary on Horrible Bosses, which was super fun. It is actually one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. So we thought we would just dip back into Horrible Bosses for a minute because there are things that bosses do that makes them so awful. You know, our our, some of our highest rated episodes are like... Like asshole dealing with assholes, <laughs> horrible bosses. You know, if yeah. you're in anxiety, okay, right. yes. exactly. So I'm going to do the first one because this is I'm living my dream on this this part of the episode. So act like everything is urgent. Mm-hmm. That's the boss that I just want to skewer. <laughs> act like everything is urgent. That there's absolutely no priorities and everything is so important and has to be done ASAP. Uh, all at once. And by the way, for people who work for me, I know I do this sometimes, <laughs> but I swear to God, it's true. Oh. I swear to you, it's true. Anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. How about the bosses who just keep switching it up? Like who you really just, who just change the strategy or change the direction willy And it's nilly. almost like they're doing it to just mess with people. Yeah. Just keep you on off your, you know, ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that's exactly what bosses want is a big unstable workforce. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I think they do because the more chaos, bad bosses love chaos. Yeah. And that contributes to chaos. And here's another thing that contributes to a ton of chaos is bosses who are super vague in their communication. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we talked about this in one of our episodes. This is so funny. It's almost like hearkening, but I feel like it's a homecoming or a it's reunion a little episode. Revisiting. It's a revisiting. Because we talked about that explicit versus implicit commu- communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's vague and they just sort of imply things, but they rarely give you direct communication, of course that makes you a shitty boss. Of course that's going to scar your employees mm-hmm. for life mm-hmm. because everyone's guessing. Nobody has a chance to even understand what the heck's going on. Yes. And it's interesting. So I'll get emails that employees will forward to me from their bosses and they'll be like, well, what does this mean? And I'm like, oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Who I knows? don't know. I can't tell you. Uh, and this is one that I'm going to own up to. Pretend you're never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I do think lawyers in general have a problem with being wrong. It's kind I think, of the know-it-all. I almost think it's worse than the know-it-all. Yeah. Bosses who pretend they're never wrong. That is hideous for the very reasons we talked about why it's hideous for coworkers. Yeah. Right. It, is. it just is like getting gaslighted. What's interesting too about bosses is not only do they impact their behavior. So many people. Their, their behavior impacts the organization or the agency or the business in a totally different way because their bad behavior signals to others that that's okay. That's how we do things around here. And so it has this like almost... Cascading effect. Yes, domino. Okay. And also, uh, I'm going to apologize to our listeners again. Did we mention we're recording in a barn? I love the barn. And my neighbors have a trampoline. And their daughters like to yell. They like to scream. They're having such a good time. I hope our listeners can hear those girls having such a good time. (laughs) So, yes. We're just going to keep going. Yeah, we're just going to keep rolling. With that joy in the background. You're just going to feel like you're at home in your own neighborhood. Exactly. Okay, here's Sitting outside in the sunshine with the neighbors (laughs) on the trampoline. Okay, I think we need a rapid fire because we are getting close to the time here. And I'm going to say the three last last three ones on our list are micromanaging. They micromanage everything. Get out of my business. Shitty bosses. One of the ways that you can alienate people is don't reward talent. Just be arbitrary. Super arbitrary. Just be arbitrary about random. everything. Just in, be in random. Case. Yeah, if you want to really harness 
this, you know, how, uh, this power. alienation how story. To, exactly. Just be vague. Don't, don't talk reward, to people. Don't be reward talent. Be random. Change be, course. Be yeah, exactly. Micromanage people, but then macromanage. Take credit for their work. Yeah. What else? There anything else? Do we that miss is, anything? That is how you successfully scar your employees as a boss. So, Karina, I know you always like to like talk about like how do you deal with this, the positive. So, I'm going to hand it over to you because I don't want to participate. <laughs> okay. If you hear any of these things in yourself or in your coworkers, number one, just pick up the phone and call me because honestly, I have a business <laughs> that writes a lot of these wrongs. If you have legal issues, call Kirsten. Also, didn't we do a shout out to bookkeepers? We never heard anybody. So sideline, but anyway, okay. Remember when we were like everybody? I do remember. Okay, yeah, yeah. Everybody should be a bookkeeper. Everybody who is a bookkeeper who has some time to spare, would you just email us because we have clients for you? Okay, here's what you do though. So honestly, obviously this was all tongue in cheek, but if you are somebody who is alienating your coworkers or your staff and scarring them for life. It's really tough. Or if you're curious that you might be. Yeah. Because, you know, I love that curiosity. I thought you were checking out. I, I just wanted to say that one. Sorry, you know, I can't what help you... myself. <laughs> okay, just carve out some observational time. Seriously. What else are you doing? It's COVID. You're just like basically sitting at home anyway. Think about your behavior. Just really think about it. You do have the power to change this, especially if you, and the first step to that is observing, knowing, figuring out what is going on around you. If you can... If it's a safe environment, you could also ask other people for feedback. That's a tricky one, but it's true. You can, if you're terrible. Love me some feedback. If you have alienated everyone around you, they're probably not going to give you more ammunition, but you could ask. Also, and this is something I really love, is to put yourself in new feedback environments. Honestly, get out of your comfort zone. Apply your skills elsewhere. So are you talking about like volunteering or getting engaged in a community activity or so that you take yourself other places and see what happens? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a really good idea, Karina. I have to say, I know, exactly. <laughs> well, you, why are you laughing? Because I never because have good ideas. Because you have great ideas. But I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of like this whole, yeah, keep going. I experienced this when I went from working at the same place for 20 years and been in leadership for a very, very long time. And I was questioning whether or not my skills were transferable. Well, I think you can also question whether... You know, you can take a look at yourself in different environments and see if the same shit's following you around. If it is, there's one common denominator, and that's you. you. Yeah. That is you. Thing. That yeah. is you. And a swath of people who are alienated and scarred exactly. behind you. <laughs> the other thing is just to understand your triggers. Honestly, you know, we all behave in certain ways. Oh, and we yeah. ask, you know, and understanding why. Why am I doing this? I'm going to go on this assumption that, you know, most people are good people. And you don't really want to be doing this, but you do it. You do it. You do. Yeah. And why? Why can't you turn the mute button on? Why? <laughs> no, but some of the big Why ones, can't you it, find one positive thing to say? Why can't you find one positive thing to say? Why can't you just give somebody else credit? You know, or why? So figuring out what your triggers are, what are you afraid of, and really what the big issues are. Because honestly, nobody really wants to be alienating their coworkers. And scarring them for life. I know. But you do. You do because you do all these things. So there you go. That was my quick. ended on the positive. Here's what you can do about it. Good for you, friend. Well, I had to just like bring us back because what we really want is ease, meaning, and joy. And that is a a lovely way to end our anniversary show. Yeah. 
Well, that and finishing off this cocktail. Which, cheers. 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 Clink. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. It has been such a great, fun year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity because, you know, I get to this place where mm-hmm. I'm just like all whatever that is that happens. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing this, me, Karina. Thanks for doing this with me, Karina. Thanks for doing this with me, Karina. Uh, thank you for doing this with me, Karina. It's been really great. It's so great. So great. It's so great. Thank you for saying yes. And honestly, listeners, thank you for listening, sticking with us. And giving- we're going to make your next year at work fantastic. We are. I was going to do a plug, too. Like, you totally interrupted me. Sorry. You, you think we could have figured this out by now? I'm just joking. Are you alienating me and scarring me for life <laughs> by not letting me finish my sentences? Add that one to the list. Kevin. Oh, I miss Kevin. Okay. Here's the deal. Thank you for listening. It's been such a great deal. And leave us a review. Tell your friends to listen. Find us on social media and like us or friend us. Again, it's not that hard. It's not too much to ask, is it? Anyway, thanks for working, Kirsten. Thanks for being part of this. Yay. Bye, peeps. Happy anniversary. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 